everyone. It's the Real Ones Canes podcast crew on the Beast Brian London, Brandon O'Doy. We're here at Hard Rock Stadium, Miami, with another overtime win, beating Virginia in overtime, Brandon. And when it came down to it, Miami had to get a, uh, a score to win it. It was Mark Fletcher, the freshman, yeah. the guy that you love, the guy whose family was all around him postgame, loving it up, and he gets it into the end zone for the victory. Yeah, you like to see the entire family go in the postgame and support a kid. Miami wants to do more of that. That's exactly what you want to, to do to promote kids staying home. Well, you got a great talent like Mark Fletcher. He's been in the football hotbed family since sixth grade. This kid's always been one of the biggest and one of the best players in his age group. Yeah. And when you put him on a stage like this, getting him back from injury, and you really are not sure about what you're going to get out of your quarterback, when you have the pleasure to be able to hand the ball off to a big-time athletic guy or throw him a pass, Get him out in the flats, and he can use his long body and a push by one of his big-time offensive yeah. linemen. That makes the difference, and that's why Coach Mario Cristobal was so comfortable taking a knee and sending this to overtime. Credit Lance Gidry and this defense for stif- you know, stiffening up at the moment that they absolutely had to. This game at times was one of those sleepy, oh. trappy, very like, so oh, trappy. my goodness, what are we doing here? But the beautiful part is we've already had a disaster game. Right. So we're not we, – we've checked that box. We can never go back to the Georgia Tech and the Middle Tennessee game. Like, we've already had our MTSU game of the year. Right. So it can never go that bad. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not sure about that call to send it to OT. But credit the coach. I mean, that's good game management. If you feel like it's well, better to go into OT than to give your quarterback free reign down the field and potentially throw the game away – I don't know. I think it's decent. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about the quarterback situation in a second because Tyler had some interesting things to say after the game. But Mario said, listen, basically saying the way Tyler was playing, like we're not going to put the kid out there to try to go 70 yards or 60 yards or, f- or even 50 yards to get in field goal range. That's just not what we're going to do. We're going to take a knee and trust and trust that we're going to take this thing into, into overtime and try to win it there. But I will say this. Um, Mark Fletcher coming back after fumbling early – to have the confidence as a freshman, hey, I put the ball on the ground, but then he came back, that shows you what type of player that he is. He's a gamer. He always has been. That's not really something new with this kid. This kid's a straight football player. He comes from an incredible family. His dad is one of his biggest supporters. He was right there in the media room when you guys yeah. talked. I mean, at the end of the day, you just need dudes. And remember what I told you at the beginning when we first had this podcast, I said, listen, this team has to find playmakers. We didn't know going into the year. We had Cam Kitchens, and that's all we could say. Cam Kitchens, Xavier Restrepo, two guys right. at the U? That's not enough. Like, typically, you run the list of names down. You Now we know what this team is. We know it's Ruben Bain. We know it's um, J- uh, Jacoby George. We know it's Xavier Restrepo. We know it's Mark Fletcher. Man, we know hey, it's Andy Borregales. It's Andy Borregales. It's Francisco Mayagoa. It's all of these talents. James Williams, who had an incredible game today. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's this entire offensive line, Matt Lee-led offensive line. It's a lot of things, and I don't think it's as loud as it sounds, but, you know, they're getting ready for the Dolphins game. Yeah, they're, they're getting the field ready for Dolphins-Patriots tomorrow, by the way. But you got, you got playmakers, man, and that's why we won't out the person. That's why I remember the national media who was here saying, look, if you can't get it done against Virginia right. at home with all this talent, that's a bad sign. So this was 
I, I hate to do the must win take, but this was a must win. And there are must wins as an $8 million a year coach, and this was one of them. So Miami gets a win they needed because if you look at the rest of the schedule, there's no gimmies. I mean, there's no gimmies anyways, but if you wanted to be bowl eligible, if you wanted to be better than last year, you had to win this game. You got the win, but Brandon, there were some things that we saw today that, that weren't great. The quarterback play among them, and I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit surprised. Tyler came out in the postgame and said, guys, I'm not preparing well enough. I need to prepare better. I need to get in the film room more. I need to do more. Um, I just wasn't seeing it good today. And that, to me, listen, I know I've been on the Tyler bandwagon. You've kind of been not on the Tyler bandwagon, but that made me open my eyes. When I, when I, talk, when I hear about a four-year, a fourth-year kid not preparing enough, something, something's going on there. See, and, and, and let me, an astute Miami fan understands and knows this. There's a difference between the Tyler Van Dyke that played on this field against Texas A&M and the one that played tonight. They're the same guy, but there's a difference, and he gave us a cheat code. When they figured him out after his sophomore year, he was not the same guy last year. And what I'm saying is, he went into the lab. They wanted to blame everything on the offensive coordinator. Some of it was fair, some of it wasn't. This is a guy who is a projected first-round pick. There's a lot of responsibility that comes along with that. Yeah. And Beast, for him to go in there and keep it real and say, look, I'm not doing what I need to do as a as a leader on this team and a guy that's a you know an upperclassman and a senior potentially a draft eligible guy. I need to get better. That's super telling, but it just underscores everything I've been saying about TVD from day one. He is not the elite type of talent that Miami deserves at that position. Thank God he did just enough tonight to win. But I would have been much more comfortable having Emory Williams who is a manager, who makes the smart throws, who makes the reads, who doesn't panic, who doesn't play outside of himself. And But again, I'm not on the coaching staff. I don't know what I don't know. And at the end of the day, he got the job done, so I'm not going to cry about a win. But listen, it just I, you finally gave up today on yeah. the Tyler bandwagon, yeah. and I can move on from I'm it out. now because I, I, he's just not where we need a quarterback to be in this program. I, he's a beautiful kid. He's have lunch with him. I'm yeah. sure he's going to go on to do great things in life. But when you talk about what this team could have been, what this team could be, because every team is different. Right. You're never going to have a Reuben Bain, uh, freaking James Williams, Camp Kitchens, uh, uh, Jaden Davis, all these guys on defense. My, that This institution of the Miami Hurricanes defense and this offensive weapons with Kobe Young, Xavier Restrepo, all these guys. And this offensive. And the and offensive coordinator. line. Yeah, offensive, offensive line, line offensive coordinator. coordinator yeah. Dude, you got to replace three guys potentially on this line next year. You have to strike while the iron is hot. What a tremendous loss opportunity. One game, you know, was given away. But this this should be an undefeated team. And, 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 and there's nothing you can convince me of outside of the play of this young man and a couple of bad coaching calls that, that are costing it. And so the coaches took their responsibility – he today took his, and, and now we can clean the slate and move on. We talk about uh, the defense stepping up today, and they and they did that. They obviously Virginia was able to run the ball, um, and that Washington kid, just unbelievable. He was, I mean, over a hundred yards receiving. Um, and you made the comparison between him and Xavier Restrepo, but that kid, uh, just unbelievable for Virginia. No, no, no. I didn't make a comparison. I said he's a better version. Okay. And, well, isn't that I, what I said? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's I, one of the know, best. I didn't want to put words he, in your he, mouth. He, he, <laughs> I mean, quote me, quote me accurately. 
it's nothing against Restrepo. Restrepo is incredible. Malik Washington is elite. And that's why he's being talked about and pushed on draft boards. Remember, when he was at my alma mater, Northwestern, before he graduated, he is a Wildcat. Before he graduated, he was one of the best players on the worst offense in college football. Right. So now he gets Tony Elliott from that Clemson tree. He gets all of these, you know, uh, very creative uh, guys in this offense, and he looks like a, a rock star. Can you imagine if he was in certain programs what he would become? He's a gamer, but credit Miami. And it, hey, I want to give a shout-out to Damari Brown, true freshman. At times, he was lined up with this young man, sometimes cold, lined up with this young man. They're literally undressing the stadium as we do this. Yeah. He was lined up, Damari, Jones, Damari Brown was, and he held up in coverage. He did not give up a touchdown. That is huge for a true freshman. Three of the next four are on the road for Miami to, to end up the season, the last third of the season. Uh, it's going to be a difficult one. It starts at NC State next week. They beat Clemson today. Uh, that's, you know, it's, it's a tough sled for Miami. What do we think down the stretch? Down the stretch, I mean, six and six is the worst it can go, which was what I predicted. It, it can go to, I think they're going to split. Um, I just think asking Tyler to do too much on the road is, is I think at the ro- on the road at Florida State is, just seems really, really tough. Uh, unless all these running backs can get healthy and then you change your game plan going in. That, then I kind of like it because it's a rivalry game, so you never know what can happen. But right now, I'm not optimistic. I think on the road at NC State is super tough. I think you got to beat Boston College at home, and you got to find a way. I mean, Boston College on the road, you got to find a way to beat Louisville at home and, and, and get two wins to get the eight. And now you're projecting high. If you can get the nine wins after all the stuff that's happened, even ten, if you can go undefeated from here on out, you know, now now you're really talking great stuff. So, but then 10 and, 10 and 2 would actually kind of aggravate me because <laughs> then it's like what could have been, you know? Yeah, true. You you had a chance to, to be undefeated and, and be in the conversation. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. What I will tell the audience, though, is please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel where you're watching this. If you're watching it, if you're listening, hit that subscribe button. And uh, join us Thursday. We'll have the next episode up as we preview the NC State game. I think we're going to get ourselves a big national uh, writer, uh, TV personality on this week to talk about this program and and get the 35,000-foot perspective on what the national peeps are talking about as far as the Miami Hurricanes go. We'll talk to you Thursday. Canes win today. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here in the Real One. Kane's podcast. Peace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.